Okay, so uh, here we are again for Rum Recordings. Uh, volume 2. Volume 2. And I am JG Wood, and this is... CM Morrison. Thanks for listening. Yes. You're back. I'm, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. I will, <laughs> and hopefully this time it'll be, it will be a bit more structured and... That's my job. Yeah, that's his job. I've got the timer on. Okay. <laughs> so today we're going to talk a little bit about Adolf Hitler and his testicle. Well, testicles? No, well, yeah, if you want to Did start I there. Do, do you want to start there? I will. <laughs> you seem to be... You seem to be you seem to be a bit more infatuated with yeah. the... All right, ask me the question. Well, okay, I, I guess to make it official. Did Adolf Hitler, the the leader of the Third Reich and possibly the most evil man in the world, <laughs> uh, have just one testicle drawn? J-E-G. <laughs> I don't know. That's my answer. Uh, look, I've got no idea. Um... I doubt it. I, I think he had two, like everybody else. How's that? Well, can I can I um, yeah, share cut in. something? I cut in. What do What do you know? That well, I, in in the promotion I, I put up for the, for this particular episode, it got me curious because it's something I won't say it's been on my mind, but it, it has crossed my mind. When you think of Hitler, there's only got one ball. Are you milking? Are you? Yeah, I'm milk. I'm actually doing the milking hands as I'm. That's meant to be my marching hands, but. Ironically, it's milking a cow. Milking his prostate. Or, you know, two, two men, whatever, whatever Fletcher boat. You're milking uh, adults' prostate. <laughs> I'm milking someone's prostate. Excellent. Uh, maybe, right. maybe two prostates. What, what do you um, know about Adolf that we don't know? Well, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I find the whole era right. fascinating. It is a fascinating era. And so bizarre. And yes. the way Mr. Hitler got from obscurity from an from artist zero to in Munich that yeah. everyone hated and to being uh, not a, a World War One hero but somewhat of a admirable admirable uh, World War One uh, I think medic if I'm remembering correctly and I'm, it's a bit loosey-goosey in my head when it comes to Mr. Hitler but then what happens to Germany after the world after World War One right. and how he gets involved in the party, the national... I forget the actual name. There's an actual name. And then he suddenly becomes a spokesperson for it yeah. because he's so animated. And, and then, then suddenly he's he's leading m- m- armies to war all over Europe. Sure, pretty much, yeah. Um, and, you know, all with one ball, maybe. Maybe. One testicle. So you did have one testicle? Well, yeah. So going <laughs> going back to the actual question. Right. Um, so I was reading, um, there's an actual word for a mono something. Uh, they... Monotesticular. There, there was, a, uh, I think it was Huff, Huffington Post or something like that. Had a, had a, uh, the Huffington Post. Yeah, well, you know. All right. And, and there, there was another one as well. I, I don't know the source. Just Google Hitler one ball. And you'll find <laughs> these, these articles fairly recently, 2015-ish. And they believe that he actually did have two balls, but right. one hadn't descended. So, so he, apparently there's medical records and such that declare a right ball, but right. not a left ball. Which, if you're a, a man, and you have a couple of testicles yourself, you, you do have one lower ball, which is your right, and, or testicle, to use the proper terminology, and then you have your left testicle ha- hangs a bit higher. So this information was ascertained from his medical records when he was a... The, the, a you can... A, what, what was his rank in the... You can dive deep on this. He was a corporal. 
um, you can dive deep on this. There's eyewitness testimony. Um, eyewitness apparently. There's stuff out there. Eva Braun. I only saw one ball. <laughs> before before she was uh, taken to, <laughs> to the trench outside the He tried to teabag me. I said, oh, it's not teabag. Where's the other ball? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right, so Nine! Adolf couldn't teabag. One ball! One teabag ball! All right, so we've ascertained that Adolf had two, but one had only descended. Thank you. Uh, that is great. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. And now I feel like the residential historian. You are. I think you've taken over. and Because I, I have no knowledge about this. My, my knowledge about Adolf is mundane and boring and purely factual. Well, purely... What what's something what's something if you had to pick something a bit left of field, unusual about Adolf that you do know, what would it be? Or, uh, or other? Well there's there's lots of there's lots of talk about um Mr. Hitler being cruel to um, his German shepherd, but apparently he What was the name of the German shepherd? That is a very good a very good question again. I've forgotten the name of his German shepherd. But uh he he loved nine, animals. Nine stretchy. Have you seen, have I, you seen yoga houses? I don't. I haven't <laughs> seen yoga houses. Whoa. Yeah, it's been um, where um, uh, a, a convenience store is one night taken over by little. Uh, I guess that is it. Breathworths. 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 Yeah. But they're alive. And they're right. Called, um, oh shit! Were they? Bratzies, they're called Bratzies. Bratzies, okay. Brit with Nazis. And they're, and they're played by Kevin Smith. <laughs> one of them has been ripped apart by one of the convenience store girls. <laughs> and he's going, nine stretch <laughs> before it explodes. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's so corny. It's so good. It's so, um, it's so good. It's bad. Nine stretch. It's so bad. It's good. All right, so um, <laughs> where do I go from there? Uh, so, yeah, Adolf loved animals, apparently. Did you, apparently he was quite ill. Can I share something? Yes, yeah, so you mentioned before that he had some um, recurring illnesses, and of course we all know that he got gassed in the First World War, uh, which caused some problems later for him in life. But um, he was also shot in the stomach. Um, well, no. Just in case. Why, why not, was sorry? There? That was Goering. Uh, my mistake. Um, no, he was injured during the the putsch. In, in his early career, in his climb to power, which was put down, of course, that was the uh, the beer hall putsch. Um, sorry, that was just in the army got shot. Sorry, if you hear me laughing, I'm just reading. You're just reading the about supposed things that Hitler was okay. physically <laughs> he was in dealing bed. with he was in, in his bed. life. All right, so uh, <laughs> including irritable bowel syndrome, <laughs> oh, but not limited to. Okay, so he had a very irritable bowel syndrome. What uh, my farty? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> this is already going downhill. All right, so welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the rum recording. So the rum recording. Sorry, I made a mistake before. Um, it was Herman Goering that got stuck, shot in the stomach uh, during the putsch, and he became a, a morphine addict. Actually, Goering should have become a rock star. He should have been a rock star if he'd been born later. He uh, Goering. Goering. Goering was a was a cross-dressing uh, morphine head. Um, it basically, he had crystals of morphine that he would just crunch up in his mouth. Oh, wow. When the 
pain in his stomach became too great. Uh, he also liked to wear, yeah, as I said, he was a cross-dresser, he liked to wear dresses, so he had, what's the correct term for that? Um, cross-dressing? <laughs> gender fluid? Gen oh. gen gender... Um. Let's, let's get the right term. Gender... No, transvestite, isn't it? When you dress well, as a woman. Well, yeah, but he only I did think it... That's still, he only did I think, it I think as... Still it was... I, I wouldn't classify Goering as a transvestite. Or tra trans, transgender... No, transgender in, is... Individual. When you're, when he's going the process of becoming... When you're born one gender, but you, 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 want to you identify as the another, other. And, right, okay, and you may or may not necessarily be going through the trans transition. So, but you okay. certainly... You identify as the other gender, okay. and, and you may not necessarily go whole hog as well. Like, well, so I, to say, as so far as I understand, uh, no, Goering did not fall into that category. But he, but he, he wore women's clothing. Yeah, like he did. He and did like a bit of an Ed Wood. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that's a great analogy. Um, I think that yeah, I suppose that's kind of like a a mild form of trans. Vestitism, like, because he is wearing women's clothing, and that's what transvestites do. Hey, I think, I think, um, he that must have been really tricky, though, in the Hitler era, to go around wearing this women's clothing when homosexuals were being gassed. Well, this, this is the, 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 Where the hypocrisy of the Nazi Party. Oh, well. so the the operations of the of the Nazi Party had all sorts of weird and wonderful, uh, you know idiosyncrasies that were accept were, were tolerated um, but meanwhile um, homosexualism homosexuality was was not condoned uh, during the night of the long knives one of the main targets was Ernest Rohm who was a known homosexual and Adolf was like right he's got to go we cannot have a gay person around around in the party it's just not gonna happen so when they butchered all the the brown shirt Leaders, he was number one on the list. He was like, right. No. I have no idea what you're talking about. So Ernest Rome was a was a person that was responsible for leading the brown shirts. The brown shirts were the political wing of the Nazi Party, NS, NSADP, uh, National Socialist, NSDP, National Socialist Democratic Party, which is the German Nazi Party, and that's the abbreviation. So um, he essentially ran the brown shirts, which are the guys that did the street fighting against the communists. Yeah, so that was their main opposition in the 19, late 1920s. Well, so 90s. literally street brawls. If you didn't agree yeah. with the Nazi party, you got into a... The brown shirts uh, with cuff, Cuffs with yeah. whatever party. Yeah. So right. that's how politics... Not too dissimilar to today, except mm. less punchy. Less punchy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know... So that's that was politics in the, in the 20s, late 20s and 30s. Um, got pretty physical. Um, but it was a mad time that that that, yeah. that period Absolutely. between World War One and, and even leading up to World War One and and post World War Two was just Europe it's just chaos. So all the all the old order that existed in Europe was gone, and it was replaced by politics. It was before you had empires. Oh yeah, of course. So yes. you had like, for empires. example, the Austro-Hungarian Empire. You had the, the, the German Empire, the, the Reich. Um, the Reich. The Reich. You had the Russian Empire. They were all gone after the First World War. Completely gone. And they were replaced by fledgling republics. Um, 
you know, the Soviet Union was, was new. Um, the, the new countries that had been established out of the, the, the wreckage of the, of the Austro-Hungarian Empire were new. Uh, places like you know the Czech, Czechoslovakia, I was going to say Czech Republic, it was one country, Czechoslovakia, Hungary, um, you know, places like uh, Yugoslavia were created. So all these places... Which don't exist anymore, right? Yugoslavia doesn't exist. Yeah, well, that's been broken up. So that's, it's now... That's, what's that now? That's two... It's, yeah. it's, it's broken up into its, into its original... Macedonia, no... But that's one of them. Yeah. Uh, it's broken up into its original um, sort of her- heraldic kingdoms, you could say. So you've got Croatia, you've got Slovenia, you've got Serbia, you've got Montenegro, you've got... Um, Montenegro. Yeah. Macedonia. Does that literally translate... Because now I'm telling that... Dark Mountain. Into Black Dark Mountain. Mountain. Black, Black Mountain. Mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah Montenegro. Yeah. So it's like the Mordor of... <laughs> it's like the Mordor. <laughs> It's like the mountain. It's got mountains. It's actually a really beautiful place. I, I've I've been to Montenegro. It's a gorgeous place. Um, yeah, because you're quite the world travelled man. Had that not been expressed in the last podcast, but certainly expressed it in this one, that you've been around the world, sir. Uh, been, been historian a, by by interest, but historian uh, by experience. So social scientist. By, oh, there, by you, is that what you prefer, social scientist? Well, you know, the study Actually, study, study, study of culture and history. So yeah, I. Yeah, history was my my uh, first study, my, my first uh, subject within social science as a subject. So yeah, I absolutely study of culture, love it. Um, I wouldn't say I've been around the world. Oh yeah, I guess you could say. Yeah, it's been a you know, sort of a fair way around. Well, it's uh, not flat. It's not flat. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Um, I think that's another. That's that, a that's saying, saying I'll ask you in the, the we'll, second half if you like. We'll promote that for another day. We have a friend who believes the Earth is flat. John JG has a friend. Yeah. <laughs> He's a friend of ours who believes the Earth is flat, but I haven't seen him for a while. I'm not we, sure. If yeah, I, I've stopped talking to him as well because he's. He's crazy. Anyway. No, he's he's, he's good value. He's a good bloke. Clint. Love him. We we, uh, huh. we love you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> even if you you got some wacky Quirky ideas. ideas. Quirky. So where were we? Um, um, talking about the breakup of of the old empire, the old empires that existed in Europe. But before that, though, let's go back a bit uh, to Hitler. Okay, so Ernest Rom, he was the one that ran the brown shirts. Yes, he was gay, and basically Adolf went. He's got to go, and they had this big night called the Night of the Long Nights, and. Night of the Long Night. That sounds like something from Game of Thrones, or it, it absolutely is something from Game of Thrones. It is completely nice from Game of Thrones. Night. So, do they have literally long knives? Like Hitler issued long knives to all these well, brown shirts and said, "Stab <coughs> anyone who you I think's think, gay, I especially think, that gay guy that we, you the, know, that I don't like." Yeah. Well, I think it, I think it's it's an interesting term. Why was it called Night of the Long Knives? Um, maybe in reference to an earlier Night of the Long Knives, that in which long swords were used to exterminate. Oh, we're we talking about medieval. Could have been. Yeah, possibly. And uh, so, yeah, there there was a cleansing. There was a there was a purge, and all these guys went, and then the brown shirts, as a political group, pretty much ceased to exist. I mean, effectively. What, straight after the 
the stabbing or, yeah, or, or well, the killing? I, I, I think. I, I still, look, I'm still picturing stabbing happening because you're saying long knives. I'm just imagining well, that scene from Lord of the Rings when all those hooded guys pull out those knives and they come oh, the, Frodo. The, yeah, what were they called? And, the, uh, the, the harpy guy. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, 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 the Rafes. The Rafes. Sons of the Harpy? No, no, that's... Look, I don't know what Sons, sons of the Harpy are. You're that, saying, the you're Harpies saying... are... Aren't they from Greek myth, though? Harpies? Yeah. Harpies. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the Wraiths from Lord of the Rings. Oh, Lord of the Rings, sorry. I'm, I'm yeah. talking about Game of Thrones. Oh, oh, no, yeah, no, and... and, and yeah, they, they use right, knives. Sons of the Harpies are... Sons of the Harpies, the, they use knives. Yeah, yeah, from the show. Sorry, I know what you mean. They're so. jumping around. We're jumping around. You know what we're so, talking about, surely. Lord, Lord of the Rings. We've downloaded the Wraiths. <laughs> <laughs> with, the, with the swords in the bed. Yeah, stabby. Yeah, yeah. yeah same diff. Absolutely. Knife, so, stabby. There was a bit of stabby. pop culture. There was stabby, stabby, stabby <laughs> Situation. Action. And, yeah, essentially, they got rid of all these people. And yeah. it it was it was timing. Yeah. Essentially, all of the, the brown shirts became... Red shirts? Or no. darker brown shirts? Right, they just got... <laughs> it was time. Lots of blood. It was time to militarize. So they they were all perfect. They'd all been. That's when the black leather came in. That was already in. So the paramilitary. Gotta say, uh, there's a lot I don't like about Nazi Germany. Of, there's a lot of leather. The fashion they kind of they kind of <laughs> got down pretty good. <laughs> yeah. so those black leather trench coats. Oh yeah. yeah okay. Everyone's like uniform. Absolutely. Unfortunately, the Nazi symbol is really synonymous for being horrible, but. Everyone sort of had a symbol and a thing. <laughs> I just wish it was for, like, maybe if it was the love heart and they weren't <laughs> killing Jews, that would have been better. It but, um, that would have been much better. Yeah. Um, it it would have been better if they... Imagine did. if they, 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 they directed their their efforts towards love. That would have been lovely. That would have been great. It doesn't have to be the love heart. Something a bit cooler, like, I don't know. It would have been lovely if they didn't go... Some other geometric shape. The rest of Europe. Anyway, um... Yeah. So, uh... All the um, even they after the while, after a while just went fuck the goose step this goose step shit's this crap it is hurts my feet it's it's very Germanic they love the they love stomping in the ground yeah. uh, so yeah they became soldiers uh, they were perfectly ready for it so the brown shirts were a military power military organization and Germany was rearming it was getting ready to um, get stuck into Europe and invade countries. So there we have it. We have a perfect pool of soldiers ready to shoot off and literally turn inside turn Europe inside out. And the rest they say is history. Is history. Yeah. That should be a catchphrase. You reckon? Because I mean look, let's face it, if rum recordings continue, it's all gonna be about history. Yeah absolutely. And that's and then we should well, probably, we should end on that. The rest, they say, is history. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Yeah, but okay. not yet. No, we're not finished yet. No, not, no. We're, we're almost through the half. Okay, mark. so we're halfway, Mark. So, um, Ish, no, not yet. Not yet. We've been talking about Adolf and... I like how we're structured now. Any we've more, got a structure. <laughs> we've got a structure. It's good. Any more questions about Adolf? Um, did he wear women's underwear? No, he didn't. I like to think he did, though. During... Like, like in the, the last the people, hours the in his bunker no, before he while he's loading the gun 
No, you're getting people like, mixed up. It's yeah. it, you gotta think Guren Guren. I yes. went a bit Quentin Tarantino in my history. It's like wrong guy. I'm thinking purple satin. Oh no, I'm sorry. Something soft, at least. Very conservative guy. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Guren, rock star. He's the man you gotta aim at. He's he's he's. he's Dude, the, uh, he was head of the Luftwaffe. He was head of the F. The Luftwaffe. Luftwaffe. He had his he had his he had his <laughs> uniform designed specifically. <laughs> in a dark corner. Luftwaffe. I'm just gonna go Luftwaffe. <laughs> What is it? What is it? What is I want to love love myself. You got the word wrong. It's love love. I think I like my version. I like my German. I like the German word for um, mobile phone. What is? Which is it? Mein Handy. Mein Handy. Yeah. What? I uh, Stephen, um, not right. Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry. Mm. On mein Handy. that wonderful show QI. QI. Yes. Makes it a bit of a joke about my mine handy. Mine handy, yeah. It's like yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, there's also handy. there's also Alf Feuer, which is the lighter. No, oh, is that a, a smaller phone? Oh, the lighter. Oh, the lighter. Yeah. You got Alf yeah. Feuer bitter. Please. Yeah. I, know, I know some words. I mine a schnuffel. Schnuffel. That which is like my my cuddly bunny type oh, thing. Oh, I thought that was me. <laughs> mine Bortram. I don't know what that is. Mein Bon Bon. Mein Bon Bon. We're getting more oh, silly now, but yeah, it's too much rum. rum. It's the rum. Okay, and so we should say we are, we are actually drinking rum. Well, again. I finished mine. Uh, yes. And it's you mine. <laughs> mine is nine rum. <laughs> Two spend of rum is kept. Oh my god. Okay, so <laughs> any more I don't know, any more questions about Adolf? I, I think this is the first half. And this um, this could be a time where. We play, Pause. we play a bit of music, we get a refill, and we do the second half. Okay, no worries. Um, again, if you have any questions about history, and you know, I'll try and field them, field the questions as best I can. Uh, I do tend to forget small facts and figures, but I'll do my best to. F- yes, to um, and on that, if you got, if you do have any questions, it's asked for pod as. K E D F O R P O D asked for pod at hotmail.com. Give us your questions or go on to our social media, our Twitter, Instagram, our the other one, uh, and yeah, post post questions. We'll answer them. We'll, we will answer your questions. Okay. All see right. You. We're see pausing. You after the break. We're pausing. We'll see. You. Oh, now we're back. Properly. We're back. We're back properly. So uh, now we have a new segment. Uh, it's not really a new segment. Uh, Joji, it's uh, I thought it was. It's based roughly on our format of the show, which is okay. Um, what we would have done just then was the Q-tip, and now it's right the curiosities, which is short form questions, and you just give your answers. Very good. Okay, the first one. Thank you, Chris. Okay. Uh, thank yes. you. C. That's all right. Don't worry. I've been calling you John, <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> So what it's a watch ask for exclusive. What's CM? But you just called me Chris, so just let everyone know my name. So it's fine. Whatever. Yeah. It's an exclu- It's a rum recordings exclusive. Let's just go with it. Don't call me Chris again. Carry on, CM. Right. First question. Yes. Your favorite favorite as uh, um, I'll go back a bit as um, admirer lover of history. Yes. In Historical culture, okay, and even modern culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, top three. Top three. I know a hard. 
top three periods in history that you could talk and about forever and ever and ever. If you're on a desert island with a, a lay person and they're like, I don't know anything about history, I, but I've only got room for three periods. Okay. In chronological order or... No, any, any order you wish or prefer. I have to say that uh, I was always a fan of the, the French Revolution and the following Napoleonic uh, period. Could so, you just, can you give a quick, for us who don't know about the French Revolution or the Napoleonic period? Okay, so... Just real quick. A, very quick. Definition. Okay, so there was a French king. And uh, years, roughly. Okay, so the, the late 18th century, um, there was this rather unfortunate king called uh, Louis XVI who... Was he the guy in the iron mask? No, that okay. was not. Damn. Um, so, Louis XVI was... Sorry, okay. that was a bonus question. Doesn't right. count as the three. Right, okay. So, um, <laughs> anyway, Louis was deposed and it was done through a revolution in France, which is very famous. The French still re- celebrate this day. It's called Bastille Day. And after that period came the Napoleonic period. So one of the French revolutionary generals was very, very good. His name was Napoleon Bonaparte, and he became the emperor of France, which is kind of funny. They got rid of a king, they replaced it with an emperor eventually. So that period is really cool. Is that the, it's not the first time in history where a king or or, or a ruler has been exchanged with a king-ish type role a la Europe, uh, sure, Europe, uh, absolutely, Emperor. absolutely, it's happened before. Um, yeah, but not not in such a short period. Usually, it's taken a long time. Uh, republics usually last a lot longer. But I think the French sort of yearned for perhaps stability, or or perhaps they just fell in love with with, with Bonaparte's character. He, and he wasn't short. He was pretty small. I, I I've I've heard tell that he was. What five seven ish? No, he was he was smaller than that. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I I've heard that he was made to seem smaller to reduce no. his all part of a propaganda. It was a, it was a famous time. it was a famous quote by one of his ex lovers, who he might be small in the head, but not small in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I we'll get into Bonaparte's women in a minute. Um, so. Yeah, he had um, had a number of girlfriends, but anyway, one of them, <laughs> what she was quoted as saying, when he puts his boots on, he becomes a different person. So he, <laughs> <laughs> he lo- I thought you'd love that. He he gained. I only touch myself with my boots on. <laughs> okay, so he he gained um, some significance. So- like he he would become taller in stature so he had his uniform so he had his hat he had and that gain he, he gained that extra height but without but 5'7 is no he wasn't that he wasn't that tall big or small like 5'7 he, he, so he was on he wasn't 5'8 ish at best I don't think he was 5'7 mate I think he was smaller than that like 4'3 no he was 4'3 <laughs> he, he was Gimli <laughs> he wasn't Gimli <laughs> I'm a leprechaun but I'm from France <laughs> he was not that small 
More, more. How would a French leprechaun sound? He was about five five, I think. Le kid Napoleon. He was actually about five five five. Oh really? Yeah. So he's about prince's size. Prince yeah. was he was a small dude. Is that right? He was five four. Is that right? Oh. I have no idea. Mr. Rock God was a tiny boy. That's amazing. I I okay, well, I, yeah, I just learned something. Prince was five four. Yeah. Tiny. So he was about the same height as Napoleon Bonaparte. He was tiny. Just proving that if you're small, don't let it get you down. You can become top dog. So there you go. There's Mr. Bonaparte, French yeah. Revolution. He followed the French Revolution and he was supposed to carry the ethic of the French Revolution on. But essentially, it became pretty much royal royal French rule again. It, it, was, it was very regal. He got too big for his boots. I think he filled the boots. Next question. Uh, no, hang on before though, that. So that was the first one. What was the second... Favorite part of history. Oh, okay. Second after after the French Revolution and Bonaparte, I really love um, sort of classical history, specifically um, the rise of Rome. Uh, I think that's a very interesting period. The, the the Roman Republic, I think, is a really interesting time. So before they became an empire, it was before they had emperors. This is when they had a republic. And I don't think we really learn about that period, do we? Oh, we, because it's more romantic or more extreme when the emperors are involved. You get the tail end of it. various and so bizarre, and Every, until you get yeah. to my favourite, of course, Marcus Aurelius. Sure, um, sure, Marcus Aurelius is excellent. And, yeah. or, or Julius Caesar, who well, Julius, who's okay, a badass. So Julius Caesar, that you you get the tail end of the Republic. So Julius Caesar was yeah. a general during the late Republic, which is the end of it, and he was the last sort of great Republican general. Um, he wasn't even really to come to Caesar power. Caesar properly. He was just, No, he wasn't. No. They just took his name. Yeah. They deified him. They, there's a temple to, to Caesar in Rome. But he was such a fucking badass. Absolutely. He was, yeah, yeah. He, he was captured by pirates. And, and he wooed them, yeah. And he, he, he convinced them that, you know, look, you don't... You want, <laughs> you want to barter me for lots of money and, by the way... I'm going to help you run your ship and tell you how it's all going to go. Oh, yeah. No, how, how you gonna, and you're going to love me and adore me. And I, all the time I'm telling you, but, you know, when I go back home, your heads are going to be on stakes. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> them up. No mercy. Absolutely. Yeah, he was an amazing And that was just man. a taste of Julius Caesar. That, the, so Julius Caesar was part of a group of famous uh, Republican Roman generals called the Triumvirate. So there were three of them, of course. Try, try, invert, try, three, and they were all extraordinary people. Um, the other extraordinary general was Pompey, Pompey Magnus, Pompey the Great, and there was another guy called Marcus Crassus. Crassus, and Crassus was famous. Let's for call him Crassus. because he was a bit Irish. Crassus. He, he was into the crack. He he was the wealthiest man. He was one of the wealthiest men in history. Not just one of the wealthiest men of Rome, but one of the wealthiest men. In history, to date, so the first to have a golden dunny. Um, he would have gone beyond golden dunny. He would have gone to the golden, golden bath, as in full size Roman bath, if he wanted to. Um, this guy. So it went beyond Chat Nero, because Nero was really extravagant when he made his palace. Okay, let's get dripping in. Let's get one thing shit. straight. Like, Nero shit. took state funds to make his lovely golden. Um, Pleasure, <laughs> pleasure palace, whatever you like to call it. 
Crassus would have paid for it from his own wallet. Wow. So he had, and they've, I think they established his wealth in today's cash as similar to what the Rothschilds have. Billions. Billions. Wow. So he was a super wealthy man. Wow. He financed his own army to put down a famous slave revolt, which was the Spartacus revolt. And so he was the other. I am Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. No, I am Spartacus. He was responsible. No, for I am. That down, you know, all that Kirk yelling, yelling in the background you hear. Uh, that was the end of that. Was responsible. He was responsible for that. So there you go. You got Crassus. You got Pompey, and you got Caesar. And then Caesar was the last man standing, mm. and that's the tail end of the Roman Republic. Yeah, he yeah. ended it. Well, Which, he was ended. He was ended. Talking about long knives. <laughs> <laughs> and they went into him. In, yeah. a, in many, many ways. Brutus. 57 Why? times? 57 times I, I, I wasn't counting, but sure. And seven yeah. seven kill stabs? Yeah. So 57, like, yeah. lame pricks from senators, but then there were seven that <laughs> came into him like... Well, that sounds like a really bad night out for a prostitute. Oh! Oh! <laughs> so there you go, that second one. Third. No, no, that's still the first question. I know. I'm just trying to think of the third. <laughs> okay, so um, the in the last uh, period that I find fascinating. Oh, sorry. I, I thought you were trying to speed things along. No, no. you only picked two periods, but yeah, third. I'm doing the third. third. No, please, third period, go. The third one, I think, would have to be early medieval uh, Europe. So this is the period when the collapse of... No, so not just England, but Europe. Yeah, sure. So I, f I find, yeah, I find the whole period pretty interesting. So uh, So what years are we looking at there? Well, what like middle Ages? What like we would call the Dark Ages. 500 to 1500 No, 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 no. A no. lot, lot less? 1000 Yeah, yeah, exactly. 5 to 10? Yeah. 5 to 10, perfect. So um, AD or? AD. CE. CE, common era. So, yeah, so, absolutely, um, I find that period very fascinating, uh, I think, um, the formation of Europe came from that, and I found it very interesting. Europe is like a, like a, uh, those petri dishes. Sure. It just keeps changing. Mm. Keeps evolving and keeps, but it all, uh, influences itself. Mm. Um, and yet, Britain... Britannia, to a certain extent, is its own petri dish happening over here. Yet that over there in Scandinavia, there's another little petri dish. What well on, like, what well on, CM? I'm going to have to say um, you've done really well there. Thanks, JG. JG, <laughs> the petri dish. I love it. I love that idea. Um, so let's just talk about the Dark Ages for five seconds. Please. Um, so Europe. That's what we're here for. They had a relatively short dark age. Essentially, it was a hundred years, no more. Um, England, <laughs> what we consider to be, you know, one of the the great nations of Europe, uh, had a terrible dark age. It went for like nearly three and a half centuries. So they, because they were isolated, theirs continued on for longer, and. The Europeans sort of got on with business, and uh, you know the barbarians that invaded what was the Roman Empire. They basically went 
um, you know, what we're tired of just smashing up places. We want to do what the Romans did. And they got all the people that were there before, namely the church, to run things. And they got on with it. And they, they gathered taxes and they, they created kingdoms. And those kingdoms became places like France. So, but the English, they, they, they suffered, well, not suffered, but they, they just sat in this, uh, as you put it, the petri dish of the Dark Ages a lot longer. Yeah, it was an interesting period. It's pretty cool. And of course, along came some northern people with really blonde hair. And they, <laughs> they added to the, to the chaos. And yeah, that was, that was England during the Dark Ages. Long period for them. Anyway, so that's the end of the top three. Second question? Yes, mate. Carthage, favourite mm. part? Love Carthage. Okay, we're talking about the Roman this Republic. This could be an episode. This could, this could, <laughs> we could do Carthage another day. And that, but and for the lay person who knows nothing, lay it down like, as quickly as you can and give, your, give your, your top moment or moments. I think, you know, to be honest, I think we'd have to make this a podcast on its own. All right, just all right. Then give it a give us a basic breakdown to know just to get a taste of okay. something you love. Give you a teaser, teaser, a teaser. Yes, that, that's what we have. You Good know. Word for um, it. So, if I was to create a uh, teaser ad for the the, the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl, you know, the te- the teaser recording for um, the, for Carthage. Carthage is a fascinating city. Uh, it was established by Phoenicians. You give us more. We're laying. Okay, so 700 years um, before um, an individual was nailed to a cross, uh, there was this, esta- this, is, this city was established in North Africa and in what is now Tunisia. And it was Where a... Room. Were they filmed Star Wars? And apparently the, the bones of a dragon still exist there. Well, apparently. There's fun fact. Extra fun fact. According to Krez, there's a... There's no, it's still there. Some sort of... Um, yeah, skeleton. Yeah. Doesn't exist. Not a real thing. I thought it was it, put there. I thought that was... It was a, put there by George Lucas. Wasn't it a bantha? bantha? No, not a bantha. It was this weird dragon thing. It was I not, saw it's the not skeleton. a dragon or such. But you see it in the first scene when... Um, I saw it. When... Um, uh, C three PO walks past. I thought it was just one of those big desert things. Anyway, okay. So anyway, getting back to Carthage. Back um, to Carthage, please. There were no dragons, and damn, it was established by these people called the Phoenicians, who and they loved blinds. They loved blinds. Now, fuck, son. It's interesting that uh, CM is talking about inventions. Thanks, JG. Uh, the Phoenicians are responsible for a lot of inventions. And we don't give them credit for any of them. You know, we just go, ah, whatever. Yeah, Top that, machine. That's, DVD player. That's just a blind. That's just um, olive trees that grow in a big grove. That's yeah, just... just, just strap on. That's just an alphabet. That's just... Another lubricant. So basically, they invented lots of things. And no one knows about it. So anyway, they were also really good sailors. And they sailed around. So they're good seamen. They were indeed. And they went all the way down the coast of Africa, way before anyone else did. And they, they had 
interesting encounters and saw amazing things before anyone from Europe went went that way. You know, went down. They saw a volcano erupting in the ocean, and they were like, "Wow, oh, that's really interesting." And they wrote about it. Um, saw gorillas. They wrote about gorillas uh, way before anyone had even seen a gorilla in Europe. Before the gorillas and the mist chick. Before the gorillas and the mist chick. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's me. So anyway, they came from a place which is now Lebanon. And if you do a study of uh, ethnicity regarding Carthaginians, you'll find that they came from this place called... Uh, Phoenicia and Phoenicia is pretty much Lebanon and the Lebanese still exist they are the descendants of these people which is pretty cool they still, pretty cool yeah they still exist Lebanese I mean, we, we got a proud um, history of uh, Lebanese mm. uh, pe- people in our country absolutely yeah, yeah. Lebanese culture in Australia yeah um, every Lebanese person I've ever met in this country has been ultra cool yeah very, yeah, very yeah. proud, but very cool and very, um, uh, very embracing. Yeah, you know, want want you to want you to know and absolutely. It's fun. It's, it, I find the Lebanese culture really cool. And it's interesting if you go to Lebanon today, you will find uh, coastal settlements like along the Lebanese sea seaside, and they still make they still make boats, they still make ships uh, in the traditional way, and. <laughs> that's that's pretty much how ships were developed in the ancient world. Um, the the Phoenician pattern of of creating a ship was copied by the ancient Greeks. The ancient Greeks went on to make these really cool ships called triremes, and which had you know triple deck doors, and that all came from from Phoenicia. Triple deck doors. That yeah. sounds like a triple deck monster. It was pretty cool. So within our ship, we had a triple jet door. Triple jet. So it was and there was a maze within this ship. So <laughs> and you had to find the princess. If I if I can get past uh, the madness that's coming out from this individual. To hey, my, I'm just the lay guy. To my right, I'm just the lay guy. So there was this thing called a trireme, and they had three decks of oars, and the Phoenicians were responsible for that development. So Carthage was the new city from Phoenicia and they were the ones that carried on the uh, how can I say the Phoenician the Phoenician culture and the Phoenician um, ability to, to to carry on with trade and with re- with research so I, I honestly think we should make it into a podcast in itself. That could be Rum Recordings 1 and 3. I think that should be Rum Recordings 1 and 3. Because... Because it's pretty fascinating. One of our first conversations were around Carthage, because I had no fucking idea, and you educated me. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Who this are these is, people? This is... Oh, and you, you haven't even gotten to the good shit yet. I haven't even got to the good shit. You haven't even gotten to the good shit yet. There's a certain family... It blew my mind when you told me all the stuff. I was so, like, oh my god, my brain, boom! And, and I have to mention, okay, the most famous son of Carthage uh, was a man called Hannibal Barker, who basically... Hannibal! He was an amazing... He was a badass. He was a badass. And this man was something else. So... 
I think we should save that for. Uh, Let's save it for another time because we are running time. All right. Um, and I've got, I still got one more question, and yeah. before we wrap up, but, but thank you. That was brilliant. Um, all right, last question. Yes. So many questions to ask you. So many questions. And so many rum recordings to be had because you are a wealth of knowledge. You are the brain trust. <laughs> no, um, I'm only, you I'm, are. Oh my god! You I mean, are, I mean, you, you are so only in history. I, I can't go. Yeah, in history. In history. Yeah. All right. So here's one. An ancient culture, civilization, yeah. wh- however you want to term it, that doesn't get enough props in the pop. In, in, well, not in the pop culture, but in the in the known living culture. Which one? Why? Go. Okay, I'd have to say Central American cultures. So we really need to have a bit of a podcast one day about um, the Toltecs or the Mixtecs or the Olmec people of Central America um, and and also uh, Southern America as well. Like the, the civilizations that existed before the Incas and the Central American cultures that existed before the Aztecs. Pretty cool stuff, I think. They anything, need props. They anything need. specific that, like, just that you can quickly just give us a bit of a taster for, maybe. Okay, for so, future. okay, so, um, if you go to if you go to Mexico today, uh, one of the the primary historical uh, tourist attractions is a place called the Avenue of the Moon, which is a series of temples that that exist. Um, and they're, they're, they're astonishing. They're, they're huge pyramids. They're, they're these fantastic, fantastic structures that rise from the earth, made completely of stone. And no one, no one even knows anything about these people or knows very little about them. So we know about the Mayans, we know about the Aztecs, but there were, there were civilizations that existed before the Aztecs. Uh, as I mentioned, the Mixtecs, Toltecs, um, Zapotec, Olmecs, and Zapotec, Z- Zapotec, Zapotec. Yeah, so that's a, like a German apple. I've got Zapotec for you. <laughs> it's ancient. It's ignore, ancient. ignore the it's noises you hear. Uh, I've drunk right. him. He's had a few. He's had a few rums. Had a few rums. Sorry. And if you heard the sorry. previous rum recordings, that was me last yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, so um, anyway. Yeah. I think I think they need to be looked at and um, I, need, I think they need to be propped up. So, in short, you're saying rum recordings is not over. It's there not over. so much. It's not over. Deep dive. We're, we're here. We need questions. And you're, you're our brain trust. You are... Yeah, and please, please feel, feel free to, uh, to question me and and to shoot me down and say, look, you're, you're totally off with that. Yeah. Um, and I will do my best to field your questions. Fantastic. Well, well that's it. That I think we're done. Oh my God, we've had a structured show of the rum recordings. We've been drinking rum, ladies and gentlemen. Cheers. Lots of drum, drum and rum, <laughs> drummy rum. Next and time, we've had a structured show. Next my time God. We'll, we'll have drum and bass in the background. Uh, and we we love drum and bass. Cheers. Uh, cheers. cheers uh, as you say. Nostrovia. Nostrovia. And we're going to have a catchphrase that ended this. Uh, um, and as we say, that's history. 
that was history, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. And how do I fucking stop this? Good ah, night. Good night. And we're done.